Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Phil Drysdale Show. And it's a Thursday, which means it's a guest episode. And today we have two guests. We've got Adrian Gibbs and Josh Link, the Dirty Rotten Church Kids. And I'm so excited to have them back. Um, we had them in the, uh, I think it was about mid last year. And we had such a fun conversation. I got on with them like a house on fire. I knew I would. I love their stuff. Um, we have a lot of um, similar interests, similar uh, senses of humor. We just had a lot of fun. And so I knew getting them back on would be a great um, idea. I, a lot of you wanted to have them back on. And so uh, I do hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about what's changed, what's new. And um, we're going to talk about doing community with deconstructing um, uh, people. That's such a different way to do community and a different way to do life um, than uh, gathering around believing the same faith uh, believe in the same things about God or things like that. But when you gather around deconstruction, um, people don't believe the same things. And that can be a real um, interesting dynamic. And so I'm really intrigued to talk to them about the community they've built. Um, they have a Discord channel, much like we, we have a Discord channel. There's, there's a Discord channel that you can... Um, if you're a patron of mine, you, you're a part of, they have a similar thing. It's really worth checking out, really worth supporting what they're doing and becoming a part of that online community. And, I, and I'm just so intrigued in how they run that community. It's, it's such a, a fantastic community full of amazing people. There's hundreds of people on there, um, a really great uh, buzz around the place. And so I'm excited to talk to them about that and, and some of the dynamics of running that. Um, we're going to talk about some other bits and pieces, some uh, controversy that, that, that has gone on. We're going to talk about Easter. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. And so um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Before we start, just want to remind you the deconstructionnetwork.com is a completely free resource. Um, to help people connect with others that are deconstructing locally. You know, these online communities are amazing, but there's not much that takes place of having someone in the flesh and blood to hang out with, to chat with, to go for a drink with, to cry with, to laugh with. There's something about a, a personal connection. And a lot of us, you know, we lost um, a lot of our Christian community, our friends, our family, or all sorts of other people have, have disconnected from us as we've deconstructed. And so having someone that gets the journey we're going on can be such a game changer. Even if you have people that are not Christian that support you, often if they haven't been through a journey of deconstruction, they don't know fully what it's like to come out of such an intense bubble into another world. And so connecting with people that uh, have also been on that journey can be such um, a game changer and such a, 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 a lifeline in, in just finding someone that gets it. Um, and so do check out the deconstructionnetwork.com. It's a completely free resource. We're also doing a bunch of research through there. You can get involved if you would like. That's optional. Um, and that would mean a great deal to me. It's really important that we are conducting good, solid research around the topic of deconstruction to change the narrative of what deconstruction is. Um, so many people are controlling that narrative that have no idea what someone that deconstructs looks like. And, uh, you know, it's, it's some evangelical pastor or something like that who's going to tell you what deconstruction is and who the average person is that deconstructs and it just doesn't line up with the data and so the hope is that we're getting more and more data out there we're changing the narrative we're, we're controlling the narrative you know we're giving a control back into the hands of people that are deconstructing to tell their stories um, and so it'd be great to have you involved in our research there as well you can just check out the research tab at the deconstructionnetwork.com um, as i mentioned uh, if you'd like to, to join our community we have a discord channel you can do that by becoming a patreon all the stuff I do is absolutely free. The website, the the 
um, the podcasts, the video resources, the audio resources. I, I talk with people four or five hours a day, just helping them through their process. If you need someone to talk to, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm always available. It's just Phil Drysdale. Um, all of that I do for free and it is a full-time job. And so I solely live off the donations of Patreons. Um, and so if you would like to do that, um, you can do that at patreon.com slash phildrysdale or phildrysdale.com slash partner. Um, as a thank you, you get access to our private community. It's a wonderful community where we chat all day, every day. Um, we also do video and voice chats and we do regular Zooms where we talk about different topics. We have a book club and there's some other perks and stuff in there as well. But if you'd like to do that, that would mean a great deal to me. It obviously helps me pay the bills. But of course, everything I do is always free. So if you're not in a place to give or you don't want to support what I'm doing, that's absolutely fine as well. Uh, you know, we've all been burned by uh, Christians constantly grabbing for our money. And so you'll never find that from me. It's, it's always an option, but never a requirement. Um, all right, that's enough from me. Let's dive into the conversation with Adrian and Josh, the dirty, rotten church kids. I'll see you on the other side. Good to have you both on. I'm excited. Yeah, man. It's good this to be is, back. This is a weird love- time. Like, what are you guys doing? Don't you have families and stuff? Yes, we do. Our kids are running amok. Uh, okay. It's dinner time. Our wives are filing paperwork. Perfect. Um, okay, wow. The, well, that means the podcast has to at least become like weekly at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, right. Uh, I love it. No, I was saying to my wife, I was like, I have this like feeling in the back of my head that something's gone wrong with my booking system and they've like booked like five o'clock in the afternoon on a saturday i'm like they have families i'm like i don't know i feel like maybe it said like eight o'clock in the evening at their time and somehow it got mixed up but here we are so you showed you know, up half we did show um, it's easier it it's easier i think for the weekend to do that time slot for the weekend because when we're coming off of work hours there really isn't anything that works without us being like completely fried so at least right. on a saturday you know, we're able to kind of make plans, plan around it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do, do both your wives, do they work or do they stay at home? Or, or what's the kind of the mix of the family dynamics there? So my wife is part-time virtual. Uh, okay. We both work at the same company, so that's actually pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, so she's part-time. And then... My, yeah, my wife works full-time at a, at a hospital uh, does, doing, doing HR. Um, that's, she's been there for about a year. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty close by, so that helps out. They're they're really flexible stuff. So, but yeah, yeah. But still, when you're both like working, and then it's like evenings, and oh man, like yeah, I got it. Like I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I don't have kids, and I don't want to do this half the time. And I enjoy this a lot, and I'm still like, oh man, I'm just tired. Like it's been a long day. I've been watching Netflix all day, and I'm just still tired. bloated. Like yeah, exactly. I ate some bad leaning food. Leaning sideways like... to fart. <laughs> Talk to these fucking Americans. <laughs> God, yeah, calling out my farting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. My hair as well. Like you can tell that we have not had barbers open since like November. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. April 12th, like we're all in one fell swoop going to get COVID as the whole country goes to get their hair cut. Get their hair like, cut. <laughs> the, the entire country is just straight to a barber. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got that barbershop COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I that's it. it. You look sharp, but you feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing for time? G- give me a give me a kind of window of, of what you're kind of uh, working with. I don't, I don't want to steal you from your families for too long, um, and we'll make sure we kind of definitely finish up then because I know we can get chatting. Yeah, I think for, I think for me, like hour hour and a half is probably the sweet spot. If you're cool with cool. that. 
Yeah, that works. We can do that for sure. Cool. Yeah, I've been well, uh, I've been out of commission since I saw you, Adrian, at the park. Like we, our families randomly ran into each other at the park. I came back and had like the worst, the worst headache. Oh. And I, I ate lunch and I'm like, Steph, I need to lay down. I physically can't take it. Like my head is going to explode. I took some ibuprofen, whatever. I no joke woke up at 517. Like there's no way I'm going to sleep for three hours. I woke wow. up by myself at 517. Like I don't need to set an alarm. I'll wake up in time for Phil's thing. You just literally woke Barely up, rolled made. over. How are you here. feeling right now? Are you yeah. feeling sharp? Or are you feeling like? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm feeling way better. I woke up from a dream and the dream like scared me so much that I woke up. It was me running away from my family, thinking that they're trying to kill me, like my like my parents and my sister. Hell like, yeah. Wow. The last part of my dream was me sneaking into my parents' house, grabbing my keys and my wallet, getting in my car and trying to drive away. And as I was driving away, I could see in the garage my sister waiting there with a knife. Like as, like <laughs> if I put a like I fucking woke up from my dream, like, oh my God. <laughs> It was horrible. No, Priscilla, no. That's, what, a, what a beautiful transition to go like straight from like, Jesus Christ, someone's trying to kill me. All right, yeah. man, let's just try and record a podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, great he, holy he Saturday. profusely sweating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was horrible. For real. Yeah. Well, at least, I mean, there could be a lot worse things we could be doing right now. I just got a, a text. So I'm, I'm still on the mailing list for my the church I was part of before. I'm not. Um, I don't know what it's before. I mean, I've been, I was deconstructing for about nine years, you know, and I was still a part of the church. So, I mean, like, yeah. it's not like before that. Um, but I got a text and they're like, oh, Easter service, here's the Zoom link. And I'm just like, I turned to Tilly and I'm like, we could, you know, have kind of fun. <laughs> like, on some level, like, I am not, like, I'm traumatized in a whole bunch of different ways, but I am not traumatized in a way that, that stops me throwing myself right into the midst of Christianity and going, fuck, let's do this. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> That's my approach to, like, dealing with my trauma. Gotcha. Uh, my wife just like, no, no, we will not be doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. How, how, what are you guys doing for Easter, like, weekend? Like, how has that changed, like, your lives? We're just recording, by the way. I don't know. I'll figure out cool. where we start. But, like... Whatever. Great. Yeah. Um, um, for Easter, uh, Josh and I have planted another church and yeah, we are, are, are starting our first service is uh, the Sunday. Uh, you know, it's going to be really, really, really beautiful. It's called Dirty Rotten Church Church. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's not, not anyone's going to show up, um, but I think it'd be great. Well, we are we offering, have no plans. Yeah, we, we are offering services most people can't get since COVID. So we are doing uh, haircuts. Um, nice. yeah. We are, okay. we are doing uh, tattoos um yep. we are, are these services all... included in my tithes or is this an additional service actually uh, the thing is it's 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 really niche because we feel like our podcast is so niche and it's become really successful that our church should also be so niche so yeah. it's kind of like a pop-up church where it only it, you don't know where it's going to happen so we're going to show up at your house completely viral you, right yes. give you a tattoo we're gonna, cut we're your hair give me a house. tattoo cut my hair <laughs> We're going to come into your house and we're going to give you church, whether you want it or not. And we're Ooh, also going nice. to tattoo you and give you and that's our slogan, our give you church, whether you want it or not. <laughs> that, that sounds like a lot of families anyway, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of people deconstructing are like, uh, you're just describing my life with my yeah, family. <laughs> you have no choice. You must attend because it's at your house. So you can't escape yeah. us. That's it. Yeah. yeah. We run home church. Imagine deconstructing. You live at home and your dad's the pastor of a house church, right? Like, Oh yeah, that's escape. true. Right. I've talked to people that are the, that person. Um, that's like next level, next level. I believe it. Yeah, no, but Josh I, and I did talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You say. It's, um, I don't know. Today, like today's been a really odd day for me with the headache going on and like 
we had uh, an Easter egg hunt at my house this morning. And it was really nice. Like my city did like, if you pay 30 bucks, they'll give you uh, like 50 eggs, they already packaged and stuff. And you can kind of put around the house and do whatever. We live in a small town. So we did that this morning with my sister and her kids. And my in-laws also showed up, which I didn't know until the last second, which is always something interesting. Um, but uh, I mean, like yesterday was Good Friday. I didn't even know it was Good Friday until someone reminded me, um, which I think is a good thing. Cause like, I'm, I'm not like, oh no, it's, it's Easter. But there definitely is like some something in my, not DNA, but in my body that I've done, like a pattern established for 30 years. Mm-hmm. That when Easter and these holidays come around, like I, I went to a, uh, a Christian high school. And I remember in at, at the high school, like when we had uh, Christian holidays, there'd a, a good amount of kids who weren't Christian at all, who would identify as either uh, atheist or uh, any other religion. And I remember seeing them like, why don't they want to participate in this stuff? Like, this is like pretty cool. But now I find myself in, in their shoes. I'm like, I don't want to do right. any of this stuff. And I'm kind of like, like, cause Easter is like has the Easter bunny and Cadbury eggs or whatnot, but other holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving, like there's so much more to do. Like right. Easter, They've got I like think PlayStations is, and Xboxes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Easter, I don't, I don't get anything cool. Um, yeah. But Just yeah, it, it's, yes, it's, it's very much Christian, a holiday and um yeah just watching things people are posting today i'm like i'm sending it to adrian kind of just to laugh about it because i need to right it's um, fueling like, the memes right you're gonna you're gonna come in hot on monday like meme gold yeah meme gold. Well, it's if, if we're not shut down by monday because apparently <laughs> last night people are trying to report our account for hate speech, I, right? i've i've had that that warning come up a couple of times for me as well it's it's a it's a weird one right it's like you get reported for hate speech and you're like i was pointing out hate <laughs> and you reported it as hate. Like, I'm like, this is like some chicken and egg shit right here. Like, yes. where do we go with this? I, mean, I guess if, you're, if like, you want to be technical, it is hate speech because it's calling out hate. Sure. So we noticed that you're bringing up some hate speech. I am bringing up some hate speech. In fact, yeah. uh, that's the subject of the content. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, um, first of all, real quick, Phil, this is great being a, a, a second time visitor to this show. Mm, yeah, because I feel you like to tell I get your to story come- again. Oh my God. I feel like we have told our story a million times right. and we're happy to do it, but this is nice to just be able to talk about. Yeah. Whatever yeah. I've, talk do about. you know what? I've almost stopped asking people their story unless I, I know specifically they haven't done it before. And I'm like, Oh, this will be a unique thing for them. But otherwise sure. I'm like, fuck it. People go Google like a podcast. Like this podcast <laughs> is not meant to be recycling someone else's like, cause you go on someone else's podcast. You say the same freaking thing again. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's going to be my answer from now on. Like, how'd you guys start? Fuck it, go Google us. Fuck it, yeah. Google us, go bitch. Type my name into iTunes podcasts and listen yeah. to the 300 podcasts where I say <laughs> yes. the same thing on everyone's yes. podcast. Yes. Then come and talk yeah. to me. Yeah. Next yeah. question. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Proceed. <laughs> no, but I was thinking about this, guys. Like, I, my biggest thing that I've been feeling this weekend, I couldn't put my, I couldn't place what it was that made me feel kind of off. I, what, what I think it is, is I am seeing the rate at which people are burning the candle at both ends mm. for the sake of delivering some sort of big Easter Super Bowl mm-hmm. Sunday thing. And I remember it's very similar to Christmas. Easter is like the Super Bowl of the the year for right. so many churches. And so I don't know how it is for many churches who are maybe still virtual, but for churches who are like back, they're trying to be back in a big way. And so it's like right. multiple services, right? So you're going to be here on Friday night and you're going to be here on Saturday all day and you're going to be here on Sunday all day. And all I kept thinking of is just these poor people who are going to just completely get fried 
and then right. have to recuperate in like the remaining hours, the remaining moments they have at the end of the, of the weekend, just to get ready for like their nine to five. You know what I mean? And because that, oh, that sure. is so much of our experience. Like when we were church planters, we were bivocational, held full-time nine to five jobs. We would be completely committed for the duration of the weekend. You get home on Sunday just to try and get some semblance of productivity and quality time with your loved ones just to jump right into your nine to five. So I, for me, right. as like a big time empath, I'm like just feeling so bad for all the people who are like stuck in the, the cogs mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, me and my wife were talking about this today. We were going for a walk and, and my, we were just like kind of laughing because I, I ran by her. I was like, hey, I just got an email with the link to tomorrow's church service. And she was like, just like, go die. Just fuck off right now. <laughs> um, uh, she probably didn't say that exactly. And she'd be very embarrassed if people thought she said that. She didn't. She said like, fuck you or something. I don't know exactly. But okay. it's better. You know. um, no, um, and, and we were reminiscing. She used to be a teacher and the teaching, mm -hmm. I know it's bad in the US. It's really bad in the UK as well. She was working like 70 hours, 80 hours a week. She now does like private tutoring because it just nice. was awful. But she yeah. was like doing like 80 hours a week, crying every day she got home, crying, getting ready for work, crying right through the weekends. And we had deconstructed. We, we were not in that place at all. And she would we would get up and go to church on Sundays. We would go to leadership meetings and do all sorts of different stuff. Cause I was working with a church which had loads of people that were deconstructing in it. And I wanted to try and help create that safe gotcha. space for them to do that. And so I felt really committed to the church I was in to like try and ensure it was a safe place, but she didn't need to. And, and we were just talking about the craziness of like, she's working 80 hours a week and she is burned out, traumatized by work. And yet she's still going, okay, well, I'm the teacher in this church because church in the UK are a lot smaller, whatever, there's not many teachers in here. And so she's like, so I obviously have to oversee the kids' work. And it's like, are you kidding? No, you do not have to. But we don't think about it, right? Even even having deconstructed, we're still in that pattern of like, well, I've got to serve. I've got to do this. Yeah. I've got to give it all. And it's so like, yeah, it's just so extreme. So how many years out are you? Is this your, your second Easter out of church? No. First? Um, third? I think it's our No, I, I think it's like a fourth or fifth. Yeah. Oh, really? You're yeah. you're wild out. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, you, you, you're kind of used to the kind of like Easter isn't Easter to some degree. To some or degree. Not, family and. Yeah, we still see, at least for, like, for the past few years, we would still spend time with the family. And so there's always the question like, well, where'd you guys, what did you guys do for church? Where'd you guys go? Because we didn't go with them. And so that's a part of it. Fortunately, I think I will say, I think three years ago, I went to Heartway, which they don't call themselves a church uh, anymore. They call themselves like a, a faith community uh, with our friend Danny Prada. And uh, right. so his kind of faith community hosted an Easter service. So that was probably so I guess I did go to an Easter service, but it's it was so intrinsically totally different, different fundamentally different. So in my mind, it's still uh distance but um i don't know i still kind of feel it how about you josh yeah well i think the first year or two that i was out of church i was just enjoying not being there and uh drck really wasn't a thing um or if it was it was like just starting but now like last year and this year after having some conversations with some of the guests we had on um and just realizing like, yeah, there's, it's the one thing to enjoy not doing something you've done for X amount of years, but there's also a, a whole other stone to unturn when you look at, 
okay, but how did that affect me for doing that for so many years? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's like a progress. It's like progression. It's like, yep, I enjoyed it for a while, but also I need to realize why myself feels a certain way at a certain time of year, because, well, buddy, you did something for 30 plus years. What do you expect? You can't just expect your body to be go, okay, this is the new norm should get used to it. Um, and I think a really good example of that is how rapidly COVID changed everyone's lives. Like everyone had mm. to just get into a new, like immediately don't move anywhere. Don't go anywhere. This is your life for apparently more than a year now. Um, but then you extrapolate that over all the years, one person might've served at a church or been on staff at various churches. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Then these feelings are starting to make sense because I'm feeling X, Y, Z. Um, I think the impetus for that was Joe Lumen's interview uh, mm. because she wasn't involved in any church stuff. Like I, we never met her until we interviewed her. But the one thing she said on that interview was uh, I apologize for all those things that were done to you and Adrian. And no one had ever, all the pastors that we met with and worked with who just let us go by the wayside, never did that. Uh, all the acquaintances who we thought were friends that we lost, when we deconstructed, never did that. No one ever said sorry for, all that stuff we experienced, whether good or bad. I mean, I don't want to paint it as all horrible. Sure. Um, but when she said that, like, not only did it like break our hearts that, okay, that's something we didn't, we didn't know we needed, but it also reminded us of the permission we had to be like, yeah, this is my body and I can take these things back. So now instead of going, yay, I'm out of Easter. It's like, yay, I'm out of Easter, but is there anything worth keeping? Is there anything mm-hmm. that I enjoyed from it? And what, and how do I now explain a man dying for my four-year-old daughter's sin, sorry, five-year-old daughter's sin when she tells me she's a sinner because she heard it at her cousin's church. So, mm. so yeah, it's very different. It looks very different and feels very different than when I first ex- like, I escaped. That's the word I was using. Nice. Um, it feels like, yeah, I made it. This is cool. I get to do stuff on Sundays now. But now I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, man. Like, do I even want to do anything on Sunday? Or is that just something yeah. I feel like I need to do? So, yeah, it's, it's a mix of a lot of stuff. Yeah, it feels like, at the end of a movie when like the heroes like escape like have you ever seen Snowpiercer? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen Great second movie. season though, so don't you dare. Oh, the, the I'm not, I'm not watching the show. Even no, the, better. The film. Okay, the film's amazing. If you haven't seen the TV show and you enjoyed the movie, I honestly, yet. dude, they it's they did so a really good. good job capturing I, the vibe. And, I keep telling him to watch yeah. it, Phil. It's, I keep telling him to watch it. Don't, right. don't get your expectations through the roof, but like they sure. really did a good job capturing that whole vibe. Like Korean film is is like a whole thing got it it's the, the best beast. thing in the world but they really got did it. a good job it wasn't too americanized yeah okay. which the, well, the movie it. was americanized the whole point was like they right so right it's his first right. kind of all english like whatever anyway sorry Snow yeah no Piercer, no what, was, what, was, what i was gonna say is that like <laughs> at the end of the movie snowpiercer there's this big moment where they walk away from this whole lifestyle and then they end the movie kind of with them like the heroes walking away and mm. like i think that's kind of the way it feels at first and you deconstruct you're like i walked away but then you think like and like the next movie, now you have to actually deal with all the bullshit that you you experienced right. that whole time. And that's a movie that they don't really show. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah. that's where maybe I'm at and, and maybe Josh, kind of what you were saying too. It's like, yeah, now we walked away, but now we have like a lot of even more questions in it, just in a different manner, perhaps with much significantly less shame and urgency, but still questions nonetheless. So it's just yeah. kind of like another chapter that you just don't really anticipate when you're deep in kind of the, the evangelical bubble this yeah. is the this is the messy sequel to easter yeah right bro. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well how, how do you feel like running the podcast and the whole 
you know, DRCK beast. It's, it's evolved. It's grown, you know, since we last talked. I mean, you've blown up on social media to whole new areas. You know, you're, you're much more active. Or I'm seeing you much more on different um, social media platforms. You're on TikTok. You've got your Discord channel, which is huge and amazing. Yeah. And people should be supporting you on Patreon and on that if they're insane. I, like, can't begin to keep up with it. But it is worth being on. Um <laughs> If, if you've got the time, a whole other level of worth being on as well, because there's so much stuff happening there and so much healing and, and amazing community being developed. Like all that stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. do, do you feel, how do you feel? Because, you know, I talk day in, day out, and I know you guys talk to people about their processes and stuff to different degrees. Like it's it's a journey, what you're describing there. Like this is this takes time, mm -hmm. it takes healing, it takes processing, it takes a bit of like kind of throwing the baby out in the bathwater. It takes coming back and going, oh crap, is there a baby in here somewhere? You know, there's yeah. all these different components you're playing with. It, it must be quite unique, however, um, doing that whilst steering something, leading mm -hmm. something, right? You know, I, I think of, you know, we're talking about the Easter thing, right? Um, and I intentionally took this Easter off really intentionally. I, I sent a, like a message on Thursday and I was like, guys, I'm not doing anything for the next four days. I'll see you on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, and it was because in my head, I'm sitting there going, this is a traumatic time for everyone. This is a really big deal for people that are deconstructing. You know, Easter is the main holiday and it's probably the most traumatic of all the Christian holidays and so much. And I'm in my head turning into the pastor that's working all Easter. And I'm yep. like thinking, oh, I got to get make sure there's some good memes. I got to make sure I'm there to chat with people on DMs. Like I'm thinking all that shit, which to be honest with you, I needed this weekend off. I just mm -hmm. didn't want to go there yeah um but you know how, so how does this work for for you guys do you feel that like this is i'm sure it's a bit of everything probably but how has running the podcast helped you how is it kind of maybe do you think it shaped the process of deconstruction that you've gone through maybe differently than maybe other people might have gone through it or you might have gone through it without the podcast can you kind of i mean we're all yeah. talking about something we don't know what it would have been like without it yeah i mean <laughs> we didn't start off the podcast because we wanted to talk about deconstruction um I, I don't even know if we knew what deconstruction was when we first started it, to be honest with you. Um, I think we might have heard about it, but we had no idea there was such a big community behind it. Um, so like, I, I, I think what, what, at least what people tell us they like, I should say that much, is that the, like the candor and the openness we have. And so I, I feel like when we first started DRCK, we started with, well, no one's ever going to listen. So let's just say exactly what we're feeling. Right. Um, we don't owe anyone anything. Or there's not a church behind this. This is literally just us doing this. Um, and I think in that sense, like we started deconstructing like on actual episodes. Like we have a guest on or we talk about a subject and in the middle of a conversation, we're like, oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, like we're, we're, we're finding it as we're going along. Um, so for me, I mean, if it's changed, I don't know if it's changed because I don't, it, it, this is just it. That like today is just Saturday or whatever day we were like, it, it's just a Sunday and I'm maybe deconstruct on a Sunday. Maybe I'll run into Adrian and his family at a park, which we didn't plan and hang out there for a bit. Maybe I'll watch Godzilla and King Kong tonight, which I am very much going to do and looking very much forward to because it's, this is a cheesy popcorn movie. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if it's different, but do, doing the podcast has definitely been like, okay, like Adrian always says, equal parts heavy and light. Like I can get heavy with it. I can give myself time to dig into it. I can hop in our discord and, and talk to people. And, and, and if I feel the need to like reach out to others, or I can just, 
eat all my kids candy when they leave, like all the Easter egg candy. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting question because, and, and that's really interesting. Like you were aware of that feeling yourself, mm. like seeing that you were trying to plan ahead and everything. I mean, I haven't felt like that at all. Adrian, have you, I mean, have you felt yeah. kind of that, that urge? Yeah, I have. I think because of how active I am on Instagram, mm -hmm. you feel like you owe it to your people. You owe it to the bad apples to post something about Good Friday and post something about Easter Sunday. Or as soon as, so like when the Atlanta shooting happened yeah. with like the terrorists that came and shot up three spas, killing six women of Asian descent. I felt like all I wanted to do was just curl up in a ball and disappear. Uh, and then I also felt like people are wanting to hear what we have to say. Um, and not to overinflate us. It's not like, oh, we are the voice of our generation. No, fuck that. We're not, no, no. But yeah. the people have told us that they appreciate our take or our perspective or our, our candidness or whatever. So in that, it was kind of like, do I have things to say? Because I know if I do, there is a likelihood that it will help people. So it's it's kind of like, if I have something to say, I should probably just say it and post it on or whatever. But there is that feeling of like, but do I want to? Do I want to say it? I I actually uh, both Josh and I were feeling some sort of way yesterday. Clearly, we just recorded our own episode this past Thursday, and then the next day was Good Friday and. Uh, we talked about link post something about kind of the exhaustion that happens from for ex staffers or ex church people. And I posted the thing that I said, basically like you miss a lot of opportunities by dedicating every weekend to evangelicalism, mm. which is just me just kind of trying to deal, you know? And then like, sometimes people would post and kind of like push back as like a cognitive exercise. Like, well, like, well, the data shows that overall, like your experience is a very just your experience, but on the whole, most people have a really good experience from church. Yeah. Yeah. And they're entirely able to do that. Like, it's fine. But the downside of me pushing out content is that if I'm not ready to have that mm -hmm. part of myself interacted with, it doesn't help me. If anything, it, 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 I, I texted Link. It fucked me up pretty bad. Because yeah. it, it, like when, when people take a moment of your uh, – it's one thing if I put out a meme and it's like, I'm just being a dick. And then they kind of like push back. Then I can kind of – like Teflon, it slides right off. But if it's a moment of like actually kind of like excavating yourself and laying something out there in the moment that you actually need to say it, mm -hmm. you are very vulnerable. And if like kind of like the dude bro, the, like the theological bro who comes in just to be the devil's advocate, which by the way, I hate the devil, but I hate devil's advocates more. Okay, they're the fucking worst. Don't ever be a devil's advocate. Just let me deal with the devil, please. Um, when that happens, it feels that much worse. You know, so to your point, there is this feeling of like, I want to protect myself from what an un, on other circumstances I would be cool with. But in this instance, I, so yeah, so all that to say, I, I'm talking a lot, but it is no, it's good. a mix of emotions, certainly, especially this yeah. weekend, totally. Yeah, I think there's a component as well, like we're seeing more and more, and I think this is a really exciting and good thing. We're seeing more and more people 
feeling confident enough to start talking about their deconstruction on their own platforms, whatever that looks like, whether it is just occasionally sharing something like maybe that you've shared on Instagram or sharing a funny meme or whatever, or it's a, Hey, I'm going to create a totally private account and like, you know, start like sharing stuff and thoughts and whatever. And those kind of accounts are growing and developing or very public accounts. Like, Hey, I'm just going to become very vocal about my deconstruction journey. You can follow mm -hmm. me. And you know, we're seeing that more and more. And that's a brilliant, beautiful, amazing thing because we need more vocalization. We need more people to see that this is a normal process and to and to experience all the full range of different people going yeah. through that but i think people don't realize the toll it takes of the the feedback that you can get can be such it, 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 another person reading this goes that that bothered you but yeah that bothers you when you're trying to be vulnerable when you're trying to share a thought or you've spent a while thinking about something and gone this is what i want to share or maybe you spent no time at all thinking and you're just being like here's some raw thoughts and someone starts tearing into you as though, I don't know what, as though. And in some ways, hey, it's the internet. Sure, you're allowed to, but you're also allowed to block them or whatever if you want. But I, I think we don't talk about that process because deconstruction is hard. Um, you know, it's hard to do this on your own privately, work up the courage to talk to your sister-in-law and have them kind of tear into you. That's a, that's a horrible process, but that's hard. Then try and do that with 300 people commenting. Right. So like, yeah. you know, it's hard having one person give you some rough feedback, try posting it online and having a whole bunch of people like tear you apart. And, and the thing of like, yeah, well you get all these positive comments, right? Your, your comments are full of positive stuff. Doesn't matter. Right. If there's one bad one in there, that's the one that Instagram's going to make sure I see. And, uh, <laughs> and that's the one that I'm going to think about for days going. Yeah. Uh, uh. And, and that's, that's got to affect the way that you're deconstructing, right? Having that constant feedback, having people attack you, like that's not going to be the same as if you guys were just two buddies in Florida processing their deconstruction, meeting up at the park with the family, talking like, hey, what you've been thinking about, what you unpacking, what are you reading? Oh, did you watch that Joe Loman uh, podcast? Or, you know, that's a very different process than some ass wipe, you know, their bio is, you know, husband, father, pastor, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, like we know that person. Yeah, um, yeah. there's a lot of them actually. It's like one person that is like a sea of, it's, of people. It's a lot. Um, yeah. But they're all the same person somehow. They are and they're all, all the coming person. for us. They're all coming for us. Uh, and that, that is going to shape and, and, and affect, I guess, how you guys are deconstructing. So I, I'm just so intrigued by that and, and intrigued. Do you, do you ever wish you could escape? Cause, cause what you've done guys, I, I like, in awe like you guys are are really doing amazing work and profoundly impacting so many people but the more you do that the more you're attracting people that aren't going to be so fun to deconstruct with um, well I, I mean for me i'm very much like the person you said like it's just a raw dump of information <laughs> that's just I, i'll tweet something and it's actually what, exactly what i just thought and i'll put it out there um and it's, is this is uh, why adrian does most of the social media <laughs> yeah so like adrian i have a, i have a thought i have a thought how about this and you're like that's good you can do this or this post it and then also adrian's way more creative than me and using words like all my memes would be like fuck church like that'd be all of them like, <laughs> every time there's, there's, certainly like, there's certainly a place for that yeah so like I'll, like I'll, fuck church mondays where it's the same yeah. text and just a slightly Everything. different gif every single week um but yeah like, i run through mo most of my creative ideas through adrian but but it's interesting because we do like for the amount of people that listen to us, I am shocked. We don't get more shit. Um, I think our name does a good job of keeping people away. I sure. think our, our humor does a good job of keeping people away as well. 
um, which is good and bad because like they get turned off by whatever we might say making fun of this or that, but, uh, and then completely miss the mark. Like, Oh, like we, the one we usually get is you talk about what you're against. What what are you for? Like, dude, just listen to the rest of the episode. You just happen to turn it off. When I said a word, your mom said you couldn't say when you were five, like stop being, stop being so weird about it. Um, but what's really been interesting to me is the amount of people I've connected with. And then like, that's easy to say, but the amount of people I, consistently dm because i met their dirty rotten church kids mm-hmm. um like the amount of people in our discord that like i had two people from the discord who were coming to florida to visit like yeah as long as you guys test negative for covid you can stay at my house and they stayed at my house for the weekend and it was great and it felt like That's i've awesome. known them for a long time just because we connected on this other thing so there are those theolog- the- theo bros who are like yeah the devil's advocate or but yeah that's just your experience I'm like yeah motherfucker Life is just everyone's experience. And so I, I think that helps Adrian because Adrian texts me that that person commented on his tweet and I started reading him like, oh, ooh, today's a good day to fuck someone up. Let's go, dude. Um, I almost didn't. I, I almost don't tell so Josh what, a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying, Josh, is I should send you texts when I get that person and just be like, hey, Josh, you want to click this link and just go at it? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I had like a morbid enjoyment of just awkward situations and making people aware of how blatantly stupid they are. Um, so if I get a chance to do that, I, I, I do. But, but what's interesting as well is to see like, if someone makes an, uh, what was it? Oh man, I'm trying to re- recall it. Um, we posted a meme and some guy came in and tried to theologically take it apart. We didn't have to do anything. <laughs> the comments are like, dude, do you recognize what page you're on? Like read the right. room. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so I, I feel I feel that's good as well that people have like realize they have their permission to not just let another person who seems like have authority yeah. come and like establish their authority in this space. Yeah. Um, because that that's something that's something that we gave a lot of white men yeah. the privilege to do in our lives mm-hmm. before. And there is a part when some guy comes in and goes, "Hey, but that's just your experience." Like, oh, sh- oh, shit. It, it just is. And am I out of line here? It's so much easier to slip into that old role, mm-hmm. that old narrative. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm so, like, we do get some DMs. We don't get really many emails because emails take a little bit more effort to type and then send. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to tell them off. Let me read this. Like, no one does that. Um, we do get some DMs. We do get some Instagram DMs or Twitter DMs as well. Um, but to me, the overall, like, what supersedes that is just, the fact that I have people like, hey, if you're ever in Oregon, just come on by. I, I sent Christmas cards to people in South Africa and California, two places I've never been. But I connected with these families so much. I'm like, dude, it's been so fucking cool talking to you this year, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's when I get when I get to the bottom of it, so much of what I did in church was just for the approval of others because I wanted them to like me. And DRCK is very much that. Adrian and I are just ourselves. People happen to yeah. like it. But now I know that the people who say, yeah, I connect with you, what you say really helps it's actually me. It's not yeah. like me filtered through what two thousand years of, of church bullshit. Um, so it, it means a lot more to me, and so that, that's wow. the part I really enjoy. Yeah, that's so well put. I, there is oh, that thank feeling. You. Thank you. You nailed it. No, you fucking that was <laughs> that was beautiful. No, because I, I think a thing that I and I'm not sure if this is maybe just and as an Enneagram four, this is really important for me to feel like my true self was being known, and I have always done my best i mean when you're talking for two hours there's only so much pretense you can keep up like eventually your true self will show up you (laughs) you don't have enough time with talking and so 
we kind of were just like, let's just kind of be ourselves. And I think what is very special is when people on like the Patreon or, or people who follow us on social media or send us emails, they truly like us for us. And we talked about it on our very first episode and Phil, I don't know if you know this, but I name drop you on the regular for an illustration you told us when we spoke mm-hmm. to you the very first time. And you talk all about right. like this, this mask that you wear and you take the mask off and it's like still glowing because all the acceptance was from the mask. And, and so the, you spend your whole life doing that and you mm-hmm. leave a church going, I don't know if anyone actually ever really knew me for the 10 years mm-hmm. that I was there. Um, and then you do something like this where we've only released 35 podcast episodes and we do 12 guests a year and the rest is just us kind of riffing and bullshitting in front of microphones for two hours. And that alone has been enough for me to feel like I'm doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. So yes, do I feel like there is a burden in deconstructing in a way that's acceptable? Sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like I, I have to land on a certain theological or lack of theological stance. Um, that's not very frequent. Most of the time, I have done my own homework over the years that I'm, I feel like I, we entered into DRCK separate enough that we actually have our own opinions now. So I don't really care too much if someone likes the way I deconstruct or someone doesn't really agree with my stance on certain things. Like I've right. done the work myself. And so I came to it honestly. Um, w- one thing that is interesting is that like, Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, ramping. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Come back to me, I'm There's sure. one thing that was interesting, Adrian. I know, I know. one thing that was interesting. Well, I, I say everything I'm about to say is interesting. So that's true, myself. that's true. <laughs> I said it after I say things sometimes. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, wow, that was fucking... No, no I didn't know I was going to say it. Yeah. That's, that's a good point you had, Adrian, because like, what, what I'm doing is I'm going through old emails that I had when I was at that church because I... I'm not sure what it is, but I have a horrible recollection of when anything started. Like, Mm. so I've been going back and trying to reclaim memories and see where things were like making a note in my phone of when I left this or when I started this, or when I talked to this person, there's these really like landmark things that happened to get me to where I am. And it's interesting to think back because DRCK to me seems like it was such a long time ago and I felt so young and naive, but yeah, Adrian, like we definitely did have our opinions already kind of established on our own like we kind of were in our our lab just him and i because him and i and danny prada basically were the only people that would talk about this stuff mm. um because no one else wanted to hear it uh and and everyone else thought we were just we'll come back you guys will come back to the church eventually you'll come back um but yeah like it so much of what we started doing and just carry that through everything so far i think has helped us be whatever it is now um we actually just got uh are part of like a a a collaborative i guess you'd say adrian a a collective like of other podcast where um like kevin garcia is in it blake chastain from exvangelical and we we got a uh email from them like hey we're starting this thing do you want to be a part of it we're like dude it's just me and adrian like like why would you want us um but it's just that, well, yeah, this is kind of our thing. And if you don't like it, that's fine. We know who we're for. And if we're not for you, that's completely fine. It's very opposite of like, you're at the church yeah. and like, you need everyone to come in. So Adrian always got this argument and it was always a pain point for him. But Adrian's like, hey, can we do this? Or can we do this? And the pastor's like, well, that's good for 20 and 30 somethings. Well, what about the 70 and 80 year olds? I'm like, 
looking back, we had five people at the church, dude. Let us do whatever we want to get people in the door. Um, but there's so much catering to other people before um, to where I think if we just hold true to that and not in like an, in a bullish, mean way, like, fuck your opinions, Phil. I'm going to do what I want. And like, I'm just doing that because I want to yell at you. Um, right. That's not cool either. I, I, I think the thing I keep coming back to is if you have pure intentions and you're keeping yourself safe, I think that's the best way to go about at least this deconstruction thing. Mm. Um, if you can check yourself and go, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to better myself and to better others? Awesome. And am I also keeping myself as safe as I can in the moment? Um, I, I think that's a good place to start. And it's easy to get sidetracked because some people just want to throw us a bone in the comments. And uh, oh, oh, yeah. last night I, I finished editing the episode. It was extremely long. And it's like one o'clock in the morning here. And I'm like playing this crazy hype Spotify playlist. And Adrian sending me screenshots of us getting our posts getting removed. And I, I, I was like reveling in the chaos. Like, let's go. Um, <laughs> he is an agent of chaos, truly. Josh yeah. Hilarious. I, I remember what I was going to say. I realized. Go that. ahead. Go ahead. Because you mentioned the comments. I think I have noticed, Phil, that people that we have gotten relatively lucky. I don't call it lucky, but there aren't a lot of people to Josh's point. There aren't a lot of people that give us a lot of grief. People give you more grief. People yeah. give Joe Lumen a hell of a lot more grief. Namely, yes. because she's a woman of color. I, I am uh -huh. I'm positive. People give Kev Garcia so much grief. Brendan Marie David. People give these people, uh, all these other people, a lot of grief. I, I really do feel that we have kind of our don't give a fuckedness has been kind of transparent from the get. And right. so a lot of folks are kind of like, there's no reasoning with them, right? They're a lost cause mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, and I'm fine with that. I actually would much rather it be that way. Oh, I'm uh, envious. You describing <laughs> that. I'm like, oh my God, please. How do I do that? But because I, all we do is either we just don't reply or we just laugh. And yeah. then uh, I don't block people, Phil, by the way. Uh, I restrict people. Um, yeah, me so too. I don't block restrict them because- Awesome. It's so yeah, cool. Don't block them because if you block them, they're going to come back. Uh, it's like chopping off the head of what are the, what are those things called? Yeah. The um, hydra, a hydra. Mm. So you gotta you gotta restrict them. They don't know they're restricted, and then they just scream into the void as hard and as yeah, loud as they can. Absolutely. Um, that said, I do feel um, I can deal with angry theologia bros all day, every day. Mm. What I genuinely hate is the feeling that I hurt or let down or upset people who love us. And so we'll sometimes we'll say something or do something on the podcast and we're just kind of riffing or being dickheads or we're genuinely trying our best. And then someone who like, you know, have, have known for a long time or you respect them, they respect you. They'll be like, Hey, like that was kind of fucked or that was you mm. kind of dropped the ball. And that shit that will eat me up more than anything. Yeah. I'm with you. That makes me feel sick every time. And it will let just sit with me. And then I'll think I'm fine. I'll like watch a movie with my wife. And maybe after like 30 minutes, I start getting into the movie, hit pause to go to the toilet. And immediately I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I just remembered that one. Like, and it's someone said, oh, you, while interviewing this guest, they said this and you didn't call them on it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice. Or, you know, yeah. or I did notice, but I thought, fuck, I, uh, is this the right time? And probably should have, but I didn't, or, you know, or whatever it is, right? Or when you posted this meme, you, the the gif has a black man as the, 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 the bad guy mm -hmm. and, you know, you're only reinforcing. And I'm like, fuck, the gif has a black guy. I can't make him white. 
It's a yeah. gif. Like, I, I guess I could have spent more time trying to find a white guy being villainized, but, like, I just saw the gif and thought, this is a funny template. Or, and, and, but it eats you, right? And you're like, yeah. oh, I'm a racist. I'm a whatever. And, and, and I am a racist. Yeah, that's part of it for sure. That I didn't yeah. even think of that. Or I thought of it, but then I didn't spend time working on it. But that stuff eats, eats me alive. Like, I, I get it. I get it. You guys I've never you wanted really to quit well. until then. So I, I don't see you guys do this often at all. Um, I, I have to confess, I listen to one podcast a week religiously. It's Pete Holmes's one which he has with his wife, Val. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. Once a week, I, I, it's cool. the only one I listen to. I have listened to, I think, three if you're 35. Like, in fact, actually, that's, fine. No, that's just the ones with the guests. Is that all of your podcasts or is that just with guests? That's all? That's that's everything. In total, yeah, okay, we have so like 35. I've listened to three because... So I, I, I'm back. I just don't have time for podcasts. And yeah. I, I have loved every one of them. I've never seen you. Like, I've never gone, they fucked up there. Or look at them. How dare they? I've never sent you any texts to t make you feel bad, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but I, I did kind of get caught up in the storm that occurred around the John Mark McMillan thing. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. thought you guys did really well handling that. Because I have been a, I've been a host of guests. I've had like, I don't know, 70, 80 guests on my show and some of them, I've been like, fuck, how did I end up with this person on my show? Because, and I'm not saying that's how you felt about John Mark, or, but I'm just saying I've got myself in situations where it's really bad. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not even going to post this. I'm going to have to somehow explain to this person. They came and talked to me for two hours and I'm not going to post their podcast because I think they're a racist or I think they are just like not doing something that's healthy in the world. And I don't want to share it. Like I've had that bad, right? So I'm yeah. like, I get it. And, I, and I've not noticed it until too late or, or I've whatever, but... You guys, I want to talk to me about how, how do you handle the dynamics of having people on your show, having them be free, right? Because the thing is, you don't want people putting on a mask. You're going to have yeah. people that are deconstructing differently. And you're going to have people that have covered areas that you have not and haven't covered areas that you have, right? You, you can talk about decolonization all day, but no one's done the perfect decolonization work yet. And you're going to have someone on your show that hasn't done that yet. They're not going to be as aware as Joe Lumen or as articulate as that or whatever. Um, might be something else, right? They might still have some really fucked up patriarchy in some of their thinking or whatever. How do you guys go about this? It must be really weird as well because there's two of you trying to figure that yeah. out on the fly, right? That's a whole other level when there's two people that are like, you're kind of looking at each other on Zoom going like, do we say something or do we not say something? I don't know. Like, do, make sure we're listening. Like, how do you manage things like Because I think... Talk, talk me through what the problem was with that. I don't know if you guys want to go into this at all, but I, I love the yeah, way you dealt I mean, with it. So for, for us, we had uh, J John Mark on one of our podcasts, and I was excited about it. Um, I think Adrian was too because he was a person that was influential when we were in the church. Mm. And he, his music kind of planted the seeds. His early music kind of planted the seeds of seeing the God and Jesus and that relationship differently um, just through his uh, lyricism um, and, and, and the creativeness of with which he put music together was always very interesting. So he was always kind of a standout guy in the worship sense. Uh, sure. So when we got in contact with him um, and we we recorded that episode, I do remember like, okay, this is really cool. I mean, if I would have told myself I was doing this five years ago, I'd have been crazy excited. But right. now I'm really Fanboy. interested. Yeah, exactly. Really interested to hear his perspective now in light of what we're doing. Um, and it was interesting because during the interview, I'm like, okay, like I, I we kind of just – like, like Adrian and I say, trying to keep the conversation going, trying to keep it interesting and light. And so after we posted it, um, 
in our discord mainly uh we have like just one one channel where people are just discussing our episode and people are posting questions like oh, i don't know how he thought about that and they started raising a lot of questions and i'm like oh shit i was so into the interview That's i can so really I. yeah and so i think what we did really well is what we wouldn't have done in church land in church land you're automatically on the, on the defense like okay but yeah mm-hmm. i meant this and here's the uh the uh, theologically sound thing to to combat that I think what we did really well was just absorb it all, let everyone talk about it, see what their perspective is, not tell them what their perspective is, and let them air all those things out. And then after that, it kind of died down for a bit, then went back and like Adrian and I talked about it. We texted about like, hey, how'd you feel about that? And then looking back, I'm like, yeah, it, it was kind of an off interview the way it happened. Like, tech, like his tech stuff was kind of down. It was a weird setup for him. And so that may have been a thing or two. But really then realizing, well, if we're going to do this thing, we need to be better at interviewing and we need to be aware of the interview while it's happening. And if something captures us, like, hey, let's talk about that thing that sounded vaguely racist that you just said. But if it doesn't go anywhere, we can just edit it out. We're not trying sure. to censor anything. But if, like, if the conversation dies there, we're like, okay, we'll chop into something else. But at least giving the guest uh, an opportunity to further explain what, what they meant by that instead of just leaving sure. it up to uh, our listeners to guess how, what their stance is. Um, so that was one thing that I think we did well. And then also not really giving away too much of the interview before it starts. Just kind of like, hey, this is what they talk about. This is where they're coming from. If this is for you, great. If it's not, you don't have to listen to this. It's completely fine because some of it might be right. triggering for you, whatnot. Um, and so we, when we went to record the next episode, like we made it a point, hey, we want to talk about this, kind of get it out there in the open. Um, and the feedback we got in our Discord a lot was like, thank you for saying that. Um, and it's just it's this realization that Adrian and I haven't arrived as podcaster interviewers. I don't think we ever will. Um, I mean, Adrian's degree from college is closer to this stuff than mine ever was. Um, but that being said, the, the feel of our podcast is so fast and loose that if we don't have everything lined up for the like our, our research done or just prepared and like focused and ready it could get away from us and not only we're we doing a disservice mm-hmm. to our listeners but also to the guest um because now I, this didn't happen with john mark I'm not saying it did but like he could have gotten some random emails like hey i heard you on drck and you said this and da, da, da. he's like whoa shit i don't believe that but that's what i said in the right. moment and i guess i just didn't explain it better I, we don't want anyone walking away from an interview feeling like gosh oh, i should have done better Right. And that's yeah, I, I being on both sides of podcasts that can, can yeah, be hard. But yeah. when you afterwards are thinking like, why did I use that analogy? Or what did I say there? Or why did I tell that story about that person? Shit. But on the other side, it's really, it is hard to be listening, to be engaged, but also go like, oh shit, like, where am I going to take this next? I'm trying to create helpful content. I'm trying to get this guy to look like a genius, to, to have a great time on this podcast and, and be able to share with that's, that's a hard thing. Sorry, Adrian, I, I interrupted, but I know I, 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 it's I, tough. Yeah, I mean, I was, we're so grateful for John Mark McMillan. I don't want to ever sound like we're trying to throw him under the bus. Um, sure. Because at the well, end that's of the why day, I wanted to bring this up because I thought the way you did this was so great. Like, honestly, because I feel like that's generally the, the default in, in, in large. If you just take a sweeping brush of like the deconstruction community, generally speaking, we're quite big on our pitchforks as well. Like we're, we're not that much different than the evangelical community a lot of time with like grabbing our pitchforks and going for it. So this is why I was like, you guys did well. And I love, I, I wanted to kind of tap into that. So yeah. I interrupted you again. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I think the biggest thing is that we, we, I think we had, we either could have swung the pendulum against our own listeners who have loved us and supported us for so long. 
And that would have been wrong to like double down, to get real, let our ego get involved. And be like, we're, do, we're doing great work and you're just trying to cancel us or you're just getting picky or whatever. Cause that's, that's not true. That's not what was happening, right? They were genuinely expressing the perspective and the ways that they might've like felt hurt from um, the, the, from the episode. Right. And even mm-hmm. if it wasn't a direct hurt, they just are kind of like, there's something about this episode that just feels eerily like what I left. And I wasn't expecting that on your show. And when you hear that, you go, oh, so then you're actually, it's not actually some sort of blatant criticism for the sake of criticism. It's giving you an opportunity to go, what are we doing? What role do we play in the life of a lot of our listeners? And oftentimes it is the kind of funny retrospective look at the bullshit that we left. Sometimes we'll play uh, uh, people saying the stuff that we left, but almost for the purpose of staring at it and critiquing it, right? Very rarely do mm-hmm. we kind of bring those same perspectives um, in any degree. Um, so th- so that's one thing. I didn't want to, we didn't want to double down. And then two, I do agree. There is a feeling of like, we are going to like distance ourselves as far away as possible, or we're going to kind of whatever. And there are times when that is absolutely necessary. I did, we didn't feel like it was necessary in this particular instance because mm-hmm. John Mark McMillan was just such a great, he's a great human being and he's so humble and kind and he was great to speak to. What we came what we arrived at is at the end of the day, we are accountable for our show. It's not anyone else's show. This is our show. And, and it's very easy to pass the buck. It is very easy to slip out of accountability. I would rather stand here under the full weight of all of the scrutiny and accountability and own it. And while we certainly can't own any, all of it, and certainly people weren't really give honestly, people weren't giving us much personal flack. They're more just like, it's interesting that you would have this conversation. But right. what we were, try, try, were trying to do is go, what were every single instance that we personally missed the mark? Because that's what we can control. That's what we can own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the way I want to always be. I want to always take something away from going like, even if, you don't blame me specifically, not how can I blame myself, but what can we take and how can we have gone, what, what could we have done better? Um, and, and in fact, like, people will still say that sometimes like people will go, Hey, like you make certain jokes and like, you may not notice this, but the way in which you're positioning a joke actually can be harmful to this particular demographic of people. And you go, Oh shit. Yeah, you're right. And then you have to sit in that. And instead of taking the easy way out to justify it or write off the person's comment, or if it's a person that genuinely cares about you, just like what Josh said about reading their tone and reading the, like their kind of where they're coming from when they're saying this stuff to us, then you go, I see. And then what I think what we have tried to do is go, what is it that's motivating us to have said that or not said that? Mm-hmm. So sometimes if we say a joke, that's incredible. That's like, Overly, it's like it kind of toes a line. They go, "What was it about us and our own self that maybe we don't like that about ourselves, and so we you know, can like poke at it with other people? Or what is the ways that we are just trying to be pleasant and have everyone like us, so we don't push back in interviews, right? So I think it's kind of like taking the feedback and then really trying to chew on it and go, "What is this having to say about maybe where I'm at as a person uh, and how that's turning translating on the episodes?" Yeah. That's so good. I mean, obviously, uh, I'm on your Discord channel, and I witnessed this. Like, I watched. I, I've muted a lot of the different channels, and I've like there's different ones. And, and the one on the podcast, I'm like, I love 
reading people's feedback. Honestly, it's how I then decide, okay, this is what I'm going to try and find some time to, to listen to or whatever. Um, and, and watching that feedback come in, because I'm not really into music. I know that's sacrilegious. I just don't listen to music. I don't really care mm -hmm. about it. It's a weird autistic thing. I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, I just, I don't care. So I'm like, John McMillan, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, he's Christian. I mean, God, Christian music as well. Like, or at least yeah. Christian-y music. I don't know where he's going this yeah. But like, I'm just like, dude, couldn't care less even more. Like a whole mm -hmm. other level. I mean, maybe if it was Bono or someone, but like, no, yeah. I'm good. Um, and so I just, I didn't. And then I'd seen these feedback coming. I'm like, oh, wow, this is interesting. I'm like, I don't need to listen to the whole podcast. They're summing it up really well. I'm like, this is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I am so excited to watch how you guys navigate that because i've had feedback like that and i know my default navigation thing is like i'm i'm a good person i didn't mean to like you know i'm not i'm not racist or sexist or i didn't i didn't ask this guy on because he's a psychopath like you know i didn't yeah, ask this yeah. guy on knowing he was a closet conventional christian or you know like like you you jump to any kind of like how do i protect my ego right how do i like protect this little baby i have that's very fragile it's that's called phil um mm -hmm. and it was so interesting watching you guys largely stay silent, largely listening, um, and being really open to that. Like it was a beautiful thing to see. And then I, I did check out your, your next podcast. I, I wanted to, I knew you were going to address it on, and I saw a few clips saying, I'll oh, really appreciate how you address it. I'm like, I want to go listen. And, and I just thought it was really interesting, but I think there's, it's, I think in, even in that, what you're doing is you're modeling to people that are still learning to do this themselves because we're all trying to figure this out. Right. Because fuck if if what john mcmillan said right and what where he was at and what he was doing in the context of the podcast maybe it was a bit like whoa but like in the context of like hey i've got a bunch of christian friends still or you know i've got a bunch of other friends that are maybe still got some work to do mm -hmm. wasn't even that like out there right i mean it was a pretty i can see how it would slip by and not be a major like red flag red flag yeah. red flag we must pause the podcast and deal with it like i can see that because it like compared to my racist grandma at thanksgiving it wasn't so bad, right? Compared to the the, the alt right Christian pastor of my church yeah. I just left, this is fine. Like we are good. Um, not saying it's fine, but I'm saying you know we're. I can see how like that's yeah. And so how are people navigating that in their lives? And I think when you can publicly do that again, we're going back to like, hey, you guys are doing this publicly, whether you like it or not. People want your take. People want to know how do you address this stuff. People want to know. Um, and that's going to be a lot of pressure, right, <laughs> on some level. Um, but I think it's I think it's really important because I do think we're all learning as we go, right? And, and maybe that was just like you're saying. You're like, how can we learn from this? How can we figure this out? Like you're learning on the go, and you're you know we're watching people learn. Um, yeah. Is how, how we learn, I guess. So yeah, it's yeah, a but, but thing. it yeah, it was like thinking about like after the feedback came in, like taking a step back and realizing that people felt comfortable enough to tell us these things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's they're huge. not coming from a place where they're trying to like just ding us and say, oh, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, did this wrong. Like, no, they actually like are concerned because they feel like this is a safe space and they want to make sure it's safe for other people as well. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, they're they're not coming from a bad place. And so while my knee-jerk reaction may to be may be to be super defensive, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to hear them because we provided that to them in the past, and they're just earnestly raising, hey. Maybe you should have talked about this. I'm like, oh yes, you're completely right. Um, and, and and I mean, like you said, we're learning and growing while doing this thing. And so, like the opportunity that afforded us in the moment was just to be critical about how we even interview and try to get to do that better. And since then, we, we we've had other guests on. We've been on other podcasts where <laughs> Adrian and I will text each other afterwards, like, hey, that 
was just the worst um or like interviewing someone and like have an opportunity to where the show is going this way and we're like no we need to talk about exactly about what you said there because either that's really interesting and people need to understand what you're saying or what did you mean because it kind of sounded like you were saying this um mm -hmm. it, it it is like the hope is that we never get into a pattern of a show or a thing to the extent of we always want to be like pushing things and moving things forward and not just to be like brash and, and brutish, but just because like, this is honestly so much fun to put the, the episodes together to interact with people. Like it's a huge creative outlet. We just, mm -hmm. um, someone sent to us a, a clip that we were slightly mentioned in the good Christian fun podcast. And they talked about us because like, yeah, we, we listen allegedly. To Allegedly, they, yeah, they, they, they didn't. They didn't they name, name drop us. They just they're described like, oh, this perfectly. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, uh, I was listening to another episode. I'm not going to give their name because I don't want to. We're in direct competition with them. But they write like a theme song for every one of their guests. So they're talk, kind of talking about that. And so Adrian's like, "Dude, someone sent us this. I'm like, man, you know, what'd be really fun is if we like started some podcast beef. We should drop a Ooh, diss track nice. on our next episode. And and then like, wait, wait, it should not only be a diss track, but it should be like a positive." Like we really right. like them and they're very successful diss track. And that's what we did. <laughs> so yes. on our, our episode that's coming out uh, uh, this Wednesday, Adrian and I put together a song. It was so much, so much fun throwing this shit together. And it's just because we wanted to. Right. Um, so, I, so all that to say, I think if we keep that spirit, like we're going to do things we want to and continue to create safe spaces for others. Um, then I, I think if, if an interview doesn't go really well for one person or something is flubbed up here, like our good and bad, is because we're trying to do things earnestly. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, th I think as long as we keep that mindset, we should be should be set. Yeah. Talk talk to me about your community, right? So first of all, we got to plug it, right? Everyone that is not a patron, Jesus, what's what's the lowest um, you can give? Is it like four bucks, five bucks, four, four bucks? Yeah. Four bucks. Okay, right. And I get it. Some people are flat broke, and I'm sorry for you all. Um, maybe if you send them a really nice message, I don't know. But four <laughs> bucks is not much. Get in there because honestly, it is fantastic. But I want to talk about how you're creating community because. <laughs> It's, it's a fascinating um, dynamic. Uh, yeah. And if people think running a church is hard, try herding uh, cats, which is basically what deconstruction is, right? You, 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 you go, hey, are you deconstructing? Well, come along. And it's like, wait, I fucking hate that guy because he like, is really like not where I'm at. And wait, yeah. you still worship? You listen to worship music and you're, fuck you. Like, are you kidding me? Like, or whatever, right? And, and someone's like, hey, is it okay if we pray? And you're like, right, this is like when you gather people that are deconstructing in a physical yeah. location, they have a very different idea about like how we are going to navigate this. And obviously in an online space, it's different. Like, you know, we're not doing the same sort of thing, but it can be quite a, a, an interesting dynamic. I know you, you guys just put out a fantastic podcast on um, what is deconstruction, right? Hot topic. Everyone's got their piece to say. Most of them have absolutely no fucking idea what they're talking yeah. about. So I loved because I'm like, okay, well, you guys, you're going to, you, you've talked to some amazing guests. You guys have been doing this for a while. You, you know, you, you are voices in this area that have a lot to say on what this is. And I loved how you talked about it. I loved how you talked about how it can look like almost anything. You know, there isn't this kind of like road to walk down. That's like, oh, here you go. If you deconstruct right, if you deconstruct well, mm -hmm. if you deconstruct healthily, you will end up at this one point. Like, are you kidding? That's not how it goes, but it can be weird kind of hosting a community of people that are you know journeying at different paces have different ideas have um 
caused have had it caused them to go into totally different areas. Some people are massively into decolonization. Other people haven't even begun to touch that yet, right? And, mm -hmm. You know, like there's, there's a whole host of different things going on there. Like, how have you gone about like creating a safe space for people that are radically different? I think the honestly, Phil, we got really lucky. We got super lucky, and here, here, here's why. Here's why. We didn't start the Patreon until after like a year of doing the podcast, and I think that helped us. You think because that I think that most people? I think it did, and I think it gave everyone kind of an idea of what we're about. I think if we had started a Patreon in the first episode, then any person who had who related to anything that we said on that first episode might mm -hmm. consider possibly joining. And that's where you could see a lot of like this weird friction and then people get pissed off for whatever reason. What happened is that we have been so, we have been kind of like setting the template of like how we approach these things, which is sometimes serious, sometimes not serious at all. Um, how we are, we have expressed enough different variety of guests across like a spectrum of belief that we have shown that we don't really exist in any one camp for very long and it changes day to day. And so when the Patreon started and the Discord, and all we're doing for the Patreon is we have, we have one, um, I say all we're doing, it's still a lot of work, but we do, we have this patron-only <laughs> Discord server, and then we have extra podcast episodes. Um, the people that joined were people that kind of got us already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it, we didn't really have to do too much, and then what happens is, like, now we have, like, two moderators who are absolutely amazing. We have people who've been with us from like the very beginning who are also supporting us in the discord. And it's like, are you, you included? And, and what you find is like, if people know what this is about, just because they know who you are, then it kind of polices itself. That sounds like, I don't like, even like the word policing itself, but it just, it kind they kind of just take care of each other. And then they kind of protect whatever mojo is currently happening. And if you have folks who show up in the Discord and they try and do some like really dickish stuff, it doesn't last very long and they don't last very long because if they're doing something that is genuinely harmful or they're doing something that is trying to sacrifice the safety of that particular space, then enough people hear about it that we're like, we don't need your $4, bro. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that we've had to do that too. You know? Yeah, it, it was the, the whole discord started from people reaching out going hey can we how can we be a part of a community of people like is there a facebook group and whatnot and adrian and I like first of all facebook is bullshit uh once my grandparents start joining facebook i'm like okay let's jump off this this is dumb um and i'm like like I, I we had heard about discord servers i had no idea how to do it adrian had no idea how to do it so watched a YouTube video of how some dude set up a gaming Discord server. I'm like, well, we can kind of use it for this and set it up. And it was really bare bones and started the Patreon. Like, hey, if you guys want to support us, you can. And that community you've been asking for, here it is. This is where it's going to exist. There's a paywall, so that also keeps people out. It's not a free Facebook group that any Joe Schmo can hop on and talk about his QAnon conspiracies. Um, By the way, have you guys been watching the HBO show? The Q, Q into the song. Not yet. Not yet. Jesus Christ, That's next. you have to watch that. Yes. Like, right. my wife I, just, I love conspiracies. We just finished the fourth episode and fuck, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Anyway, keep going. But um, yeah, so uh, we started it and just watched people trickle in here and there. And for, I'd say a week, I kept up on everything. Just talking to people. Mm. How are you doing? Da, 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 da. 
And then I think after the episode, the, the following episode where we said we even had a Patreon and how to join, it it went out of control. And like every day it's like four or five people joining. And so I'll hop in there and just see what people are talking about, hop into like a gaming thing and talk about video games. Or It's really interesting to hop into our podcast channels after we drop an episode, just to get feedback, talk to people about it, answer mm-hmm. some questions, whatnot. But what's really, really, really cool is seeing people that are in our Discord, who have met in our Discord, who have like formed relationships, how they're posting on Instagram about, hey, I'm meeting up with so-and-so, or thanks for letting me use your house, Karen or Steve. Like, like it, it's, forming, it's forming these actual real-life um, meaningful relationships, which is all people want. They want to feel safe, and they want the others around them to continue that, that feeling of, safe, of safety. But that said... We have had a couple, like an instance where we had to kind of drop the hammer and say, hey, you're, you're crossing lines that we can't, like you can't do that here. Mm-hmm. This is not what this is for. Um, and thanks to our mods, uh, uh, Madison and Sarah, um, they, they field a lot of those questions for us. But I think that was another opportunity to kind of learn how do we handle this? Like yeah. it, we don't have like the church discipline handbook. We can kind of handle it how we want to. And we understand people just might step out of line because they're not sure what it is. So like, yeah, this, this, this is what it is. So we're just going to handle it like this and don't worry about it. No worries. But like, if you see a pattern of behavior and it's more than one person reaching out to you and people are like, Hey, I don't feel safe. And this person is continuously p- pushing my boundaries. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thank you. But uh, fuck off please. Because like, this is a community that people are coming to leaving like feeling exactly how you're making them feel like they're trying to leave that feeling and you're bringing it here. So take time on yourself. If you want to come back, like definitely reach out to us, but this is not what it's for. Um, mm. So once again, it's like, yeah, we talk about funny things in the, in the discord. Ha ha ha. But we have some channels that are like serious channels, like channels that right. deal with a uh, 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 body image and, or, or uh, varying eating disorders or some channels that are, are set up just to talk about trauma and stuff. And so I think just by the nature of discord, each one is a different experience. And so you kind of go in there knowing what it is. Like we have tags at each top of the channel. You know what you're getting into if you're getting in there. And like Adrian said, people do a pretty good job of like putting every, all the boundaries up for each channel. Um, but it's, it's, it's been so, so cool um, because Adrian and I for so damn long tried to force people to come to our church and tried to coerce people to give us a chance um unbeknownst to ourselves we were doing that not as adrian and josh we were doing that as the adrian and josh we were told we had to be right but when you put like a lot of effort and are earnest in in, into something and you see it it, like do really well and are able to connect to people with people on that level like holy shit this is the most successful thing we've ever done (laughs) Um, and and we just decided to do it one day And it kind of came out of that. So the Discord server and the people on it hold a special place in our hearts because there's some inside jokes that I don't even understand and have have to have them explained to me. I definitely feel like the dad boomer who's like, hey, hey, kids. Uh, TJIF, LOL. Um, <laughs> like but, uh, the crooked emoji face. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been really, really cool. Uh, and, and it does something. It, it proves something to me that the church said was impossible the church like people would ask the churches we were at to give them something specifically to Mm -hmm. meet immediate need 
ask us for this or that. And well, that that's not everlasting life. That's not like, mm-hmm. it's not sustainable. That's not going to give you everlasting joy. Jesus will. So how about you come into our thing and we'll kind of tell you what you need. But when people ask us for a community just to express themselves and we give them just that, like it's been more life-giving than any worship song we ever played. Yeah. It, it, just by sheer numbers alone. If you want to talk about individual experiences, I mean, that's subjective, but just by the amount of people who are in the discord, like doing things together, that itself speaks volumes that if like, I, and I think why this is such a pain point for me, because we just talked, listened to an episode where a guy's like, yeah, I mean, Jesus didn't come to be political. Jesus wasn't a self-help a guru. That's because that's not sustainable. Like, first of all, Jesus was very much political. Second of all, Jesus right. very much did offer introspection into yourself. But now you're saying that none of that, none of those desires I have in me, like, I want political change in America. I want more inclusivity, but that doesn't matter. That's not sustainable. Yes. It will sustain my quality of life if you give me this, if you meet me here. And the church yeah. is like, no, 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 no. But the Discord server is living proof that if you just meet people and just right. somehow give them what they want, I mean, it's awesome. It's it's a, it's a beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And I think, too, like, we we spent so many years drawing lines and boundaries and rules. In the beginning, we made it, like, pretty clear. Like, we didn't really care what y'all do. <laughs> we don't care. Like, now we have like the moderators are like making additional discord channels because people want to talk about a particular thing. It doesn't have to go through us. You know what I'm saying? It's like when we were in a church, like there's such a system of checks and balances and approvals and all these committees that had to meet about a whole bunch of other things and everything had to pass through the top or whatever. Now it's like, they'll just go, Hey, uh, we decided to do birthday announcements and everyone's going to talk about birthdays. I'm, I'm, we're just like, okay, cool. sure. okay, what do you need from us? You know, like, just tell us what you need. Like, and, and sometimes they'll go, hey, this particular person is going through like some really tough shit. Uh, we want to try and like raise some money. Do you think you can send an email blast or whatever? Little things that you go, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you, you tell me what we can do to help. And, and then we let's just try and have as little control in the process. All we try and do is just protect and this sounds really cheesy, but like kind of pr- protect like the heart of the thing and protect like whatever mojo it is that brought it there. And I think as long as we just can, I, I, to me, I just consider ourselves like trying to protect whatever je ne sais quoi, whatever that thing is that made it what it is. Uh, I don't really care about the other stuff. I don't care about the administrative stuff. I don't care about the logistics. Like if it's messy, if it, we try it, doesn't work, then we just drop it. And if we have something we want to try, let's just try it. See what happens. This is a beauty, right? I mean, I've got my own Discord as well, and and and, and I've, I've in many ways tried to model off how you guys did it. Like, I mean, it just makes sense; it's working well. But like, I, I have a request section, and I'm like, yeah, like I like the request section is basically tell me what to do next if you need it. Yeah. Like, I've <laughs> never ever said no to any request that's posted in there. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, really, you want a channel for that? I guess, sure. Yeah, there you go or whatever. But like, uh, why would? It, but it's it's so funny that the the difference of we're not gatekeeping something. We're not trying to create a certain thing with a certain flavor, with a certain theology, with a certain belief system. You've got to be a certain way. You have to tick a certain box to be here. Um, like that's such an uninteresting model for all of us, right? We've all done that. No one yeah. wants it. Um, but it's, it's exciting to see these communities emerge. And I'm really intrigued to see how they're going to start translating into real life communities because yeah, it's, it, it's, it's going to be really fascinating. Yeah. Coming out of like, this is one thing we've talked about a lot on the podcast and the discord and just amongst each other 
what the American church is going to look like. Because like, uh, what, in two days, everyone in, in Florida above 18 can get a COVID vaccine, right? So first of all, I need to find out how to like invest in travel companies because that shit's going to explode. What luggage company can I buy stock yeah, in? Yeah, dude. Like, how do I contact <laughs> Mr. Samsonite? Because I need to like invest in, in luggage bags and stuff. But but after COVID, like, what's the church's response? And I think we're starting to see that now with Easter services coming up because, I mean, I can I can log on to your church service and see there's no one there now. Right. And a lot of the messages. And their response is, we are doing exactly what we did last year, but just yes. slightly COVID-friendly or something. And we're like reminding that. you of the good times we had. And come on back because yeah. this is the place to be. I'm like, well, this is the place I haven't been for a year and a half. How do you just come on back to what? Um it's very, very interesting to see how after COVID, the church is going to look. And in the same token, mm -hmm. like, I'm really excited to see this. And, and I think I'm biased because we entered the deconstruction space very, like, right before COVID. And so very much of what I know of it has taken place in this really odd timing. Right. But I like to think that, uh, and, and, and we've talked to Kevin Garcia about it, about, like, just what we want to see come out of this we, we've sure. done a lot of groundwork and i think we now have a place to say hey it'd be cool if deconstruction could look like this in person like maybe it does look like an adult camp where we all just try to go to a campground for a week and just fucking hang out and do nothing and just actually meet with each other mm -hmm. uh kevin was talking about doing something that resembles a church service but it, it like strips away everything that I would understand to be a church and leaves it open to a lot of interpretation um, involving just like meditative practices, tarot readings, just re really letting it be what it is. Mm -hmm. So hearing like the starting of that and kind of the, 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 the low rumble of what people want it to be when COVID's kind of lifted the pressure from all our backs is super interesting. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be awesome to stand back and watch the church's response and this community that we somehow find ourselves in that response as well. I, yeah. I think I know which one I'm going to enjoy more. Like <laughs> it's going to be earnest, but like the church one, I, I really can't wait for the first Sundays back after COVID's over just to see these videos and tumbleweed. See yeah. See how churches try to pump stuff up. Like, ah, we're back in this. And like, oh, but you didn't contribute to any of the help. So why do I uh, want to come back? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I think too what we'll find is that growing up, you were always taught that you can't be a cafeteria Christian. Mm -hmm. That your belief is not a la carte. So you can't just pick and choose what you want, whatever. Um, but I that was like something that I have kind of pulled apart in my faith change. And what I find is that so many people are doing that same thing. And I, I, I can't help but wonder if part of the success of the Discord is that you get to completely pick and choose what it is you want to invest mm -hmm. your time and energy in. Some people love talking about um, kind of wellness practices. They love unpacking like religious trauma from a standpoint of trying to help or trying to understand. Some people are like, dude, I just want to fucking talk about video games right now. I want to keep mm -hmm. that as far away from me as possible. I don't want any semblance of spirituality, right? And so if there was a way to bring that into the real world, where you can totally like choose your own adventure, man. We're all here for yeah. each other and we can hang out with each other and any, as much or as little as we want. And there is something for you, whether you want to be close to a very traditional expression of spirituality or as far away from it as possible. And you just miss the community that you lost from that expression. Um, mm -hmm. That to me would be a sign of um, perhaps welcoming the entirety of a person 
and that's something that we just haven't done, you know, that the evangelicalism just never did. Yeah. I, I love the, the concepts. Like, I mean, we have a lot of like kind of, we've got big festival kind of like culture in the UK, but um, Christian festivals are huge as well. Yeah, like you go yeah. away for like a weekend and they have all the big speakers come in, but they have different, you know, different big, massive, big Breakout. tents are set up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you can, if you're really into worship, you can go there and worship anytime during the day. And there'll be someone playing a guitar that is like, you know, the worship leader in a terrible church and is okay. Um, yeah. But if you want the big guys, they're over here at seven o'clock and we paid them 30 grand to come. So they're going to probably be pretty good. Um, the other guy got nothing, nothing. This is your exposure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we here. played those festivals. Yeah. yeah. I didn't deserve nothing. Sorry. Maybe not <laughs> you, but sorry. Yes. Um, bad timing there. The Zoom delay. Zoom delay got me. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, how cool would it be to get together? And you know, you what? There's like a whole thing where we're going to have, um, yeah, if you want to start unpacking destructive theology and explore, can you still embrace, you know, some of Christianity? We're going to have a group where we all get together and talk about some sort of theological topic. And over there, there's going to be Taro and, and Wicca. And over here, we're going to just, you know, sit down and chat about our s stories and share, like, our trauma and unpack that together. And, you know, like, I love that idea because I'm like, I'll probably just go with the video game guys. Is there going to be like a land party tent? Hell that yeah. one is the one I want, yes. right? Um, but the, the idea of that, I even, I implemented this in our last church. We, we tried, we, we, once a month we did. Land parties? Months. It didn't go well. No, we didn't get a land party one, but oh, we did okay. breakouts. We did, we did bro yeah. breakouts where we, we had tried different things. And it was like, hey, you show up church, gonna have your coffee at the beginning and then you see what you want to do. And one of the options was just still have coffee and chat with people. Mm -hmm. um, but you could like, pop into different ones over like a three hour window you know there was like half an hour and each half hour we'd kind of restart or something and um and people loved it and people despised it right mm -hmm. and you can probably tell who's who but the people that were deconstructing loved that model because it was suddenly safe because the second you introduce some form of one size fits all practice you are going to traumatize a lot of people one way or another because yep. prayer triggers me because that was really uncomfortable you i don't know whatever did that and that is super uncomfortable whatever it is becomes really uncomfortable but giving people a choice it's it's amazing but it, it also creates a weird dynamic as far as gathering people i i don't know there's some interesting mm. components it has the ability to and... make it yeah to be like oh that's where the west the weird uh reconstructed people are going they're going to the weird reconstruction tent or whatever it is right yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think too a uh, 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 something that i am super wary of for me is like the cult of personality mm -hmm. and i say that completely aware that people follow us and support us because of our personalities but like right. the feeling of doing some sort of like special thing and then kind of like now you're like this like oh you guys are the big celebrity now Come on. I don't like that. You at guys all. are the big tent acts, right? You guys are taking 30 it. grand out of that, that, that. The thing is, I, the, the... I embrace that. And I am going to overpromise and underdeliver. I am going to overpromise some just life changing bullshit. And I'm going to fumble my way through a $10 uh, magic box that I bought at Walmart. There's going to be a live <laughs> Dirty Rotten Church Kid podcast yeah. recording on the main stage. Like, yeah, I, 100%. Like, but I, I get it. I, I get think, it. Little poppers. Yeah. And, I, I, <laughs> fucking sick. No, and, and it's one thing to be machine, like, I have the tiger, you know, you see like fall, fall off the stage, like, oh, dude, it's going to be great. Yeah. And then I, you'll I, hand I, out little cards where if they fill it in, you'll submit them on Patreon automatically, right? Yeah, nice. That's it. We're Perfect. Take a little you just go ahead, swipe, go ahead and swipe. Go ahead and swipe. Yeah. That little basket, you pass the basket, but it's just like a card reader that you just log yeah, in to Patreon. Yeah, right. 
god. <laughs> but I think it's like the the feeling of like I don't know. I I don't like I love the I love feeling appreciated. That that will never not feel good. But the feeling of like oh I just don't want there to be like oh these they're like the the, the pastors now. You're mm-hmm. just like a new pastor, 100%. and and you have a certain level of clout, and people have to be kind of nice and polite when they talk to you, and you know there's a certain sense of like reverence. I just don't want another sort of hierarchical system where it's like everyone sit down and I'm just going to school you, you know? And that's one thing about dirty rotten church kids that I think people relate to is that we're not schooling anybody. We, we are idiots. Like we, all we're doing is just talking about our own experiences descriptively. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then we're changing our mind as we go. And so that isn't something that necessarily translates very well into like a breakout session because we're not talking to you. I I, I don't care what y'all, I mean, I don't want you to to listen to us. We're just talking to each other right now. Um, So, there is an interesting thing where it's like, wow, I would love to see that happen to a degree. I can't help but wonder if like DRCK isn't quite the format. Like, I don't even know what that would even look like. But it's interesting, that, like what you said, um, Phil, about the breakouts you did at church and some people liked it and some people didn't like it. And they only didn't like it because there was already an established norm of how church would go. Right. If church they wanted starts, church. Yeah. If church started with a breakout or kind of just allowing people to be wherever they wanted, then who knows what the pendulum thing would be like to the other side, right? Mm. Like people, uh, pe- people want what they're comfortable with and what they're comfortable with is just what we've grown up to know as church. So that's kind of already there. So I think w- once people can recognize that and take that apart, that's completely fine. But also like people, like if, if, if you brought that up to me and you told me like, yeah, my church, we're giving breakouts. We're not really doing a service. My what, five, six year ago answer, like reform Josh would be like, well, the thing is you're just catering to people and you're not really just, leading them to God with that tickling tone. their ears. People love. Oh my shit. God. Yes. <laughs> I do not get that, but no, it's not ears? It's like, like not, even not sexually t- tickling ears doesn't no. do anything for me. dude. There's better places to tickle me. Do not tickle my ears. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Man. I, like, my ears... I like how Phil's been the weirdest one yeah. on this episode. This is great. Oh, we can get weird. Let's, let's tickle some real weird places. Um, um no, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, it's just that, um, it, it's not that we're catering to people. We're just, letting people be themselves. And and it's interesting to see something I used to say, me being able to dismantle it so easily now. Before, I I would say that out of fear of like losing control of where the church was going and the direction it was going in the quote-unquote vision. But now I realize that my vision for what I want this to be does not have to line up with yours, and that's completely fine. And both of them, both desires can line up at the same place, and they can both coexist. Yeah. So it's interesting seeing what we know as normal, what we call as normal, and see why people would be against it, because I used to be there. But also, it's just allowing the subtlety and nuances of people's complex human experience actually come up to the surface. And that takes more work, yeah. takes more sifting through, and that that is where grace is. Not grace isn't when you sing about it. Grace is when someone brings up something that hurt them and you don't have any experience with it. You're like, I don't know what this is. Please give me grace, but I, I want to sit here and, and just empathize with you. Can I be that for you? Yes or no? No, that's completely fine. I think those words, grace and blessing and whatever, all those other Christianese words actually take place and are, are like um, fleshed out when you embrace the complexity of Phil Drysdale's experience as a man living across the world from me, like not trying to apply my one size fits all to you and just letting that happen. 
that, that to me that's way more beautiful it's a lot more work but uh and yeah. it's more fun yeah i, How, I mean we're wrapping up don't worry because i know you guys are are, are um time-wise but i'm i'm intrigued you know like a big part of deconstruction early on is generally quite fundamental swings um and so in time you know what we're describing here is a very kind of open uh, inclusive but very loose kind of holding of what we believe and allowing space for other people to have very different beliefs and that is generally speaking where most people end up kind of getting to as they go even if they begin fairly fundamental in some form of deconstruction as time goes on they tend to go ah eh, people are going to be different though that's part of growing up you start to realize that people mm -hmm. are different okay yeah but a lot of people early on in their deconstruction aren't so open aren't so chill they can be very fundamental they can go to well all religion is evil or you know or well you know you have to completely reject all christianity or um you know well just progressive christianity is just as bad as like real christianity you know it's just like you know whatever you're you know have you guys experienced this as you have been developing community like and trying to create space that's a safe space for everyone um how do you create a space that's safe for everyone as people are quite early in that pendulum swing maybe maybe they've taken a very severe pendulum swing maybe they're quite uncomfortable with maybe because i know those people on your boards are still very christian very christian yeah sometimes yeah. i'm sometimes surprised i'm like whoa whoa where'd that come from like i didn't expect that but of course it's there's tons of people on your board of course some are still kind of navigating that and and maybe some are going to go back to that who even knows mm -hmm. like what that kind of looks like uh, this again there's no kind of model but there can be people that become quite militant in their newfound deconstruction perspective. I don't know if you guys have experienced that. I experienced that going through my early deconstruction. I was quite militant in, well, this is not, I figured it out. I've gone from yeah. the certain truth of Christianity, which is wrong. And now I've got a new certain truth, which is like maybe a slightly different Christianity, or maybe it's a new certain truth. And it's like, well, it's, it's, you can't know anything. So it's agnostic. And anyone that says they know anything is wrong. Or, or now I'm an atheist and anyone that isn't, you know, that's a hard person to kind of include in the group sometimes, right? Mm. That they kind of somewhat ex equally exclusive person sometimes. An yeah, exclusive it's... person that is okay with someone being gay maybe, or, you know, so yeah. not as bad as an evangelical, but still not great, like as far as inclusivity goes. What's funny is that much like we didn't know what deconstruction was when we started it, like I, I didn't really know what a progressive Christian was until I kind of came in contact with them. And, and, and some of them were, like you said, like they just traded one thing for another. They're just on the other side of the pendulum. Like sure. now you're being like, now you're gatekeeping what I can and can't believe. I thought this was like the cool part where we could just like actually smoke marijuana and talk about stuff, not just have to smoke cigars. Um, but like, like, well, you have to do this and you have to be at where I'm at. I'm like, no, no. Like I, and, and I think our dislike of that and the reaction it, it smelled too similar. I, I, I mm -hmm. caught the scent of what I left. I'm like, you may be a cool person, but right now I can't deal with you. Um, I haven't come across anyone like that in our, in our discord. What I have seen is the complete opposite mm. where someone's like, well, like someone posted a, 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 about Christianity and, and like kind of where they lie and the responses that they got like void of Adrian and I, or even our mod speaking to them were the most kind, soft, take your time. Like there's no, like it was exactly what I would have wanted to say that to that person. And I just happened to scroll through. I'm like, this is it. This is what, and uh, who's, I think Richard Rohr said this or Danny Prada through Richard Rohr said this, but like 
be who you wanted to have at that moment. Like if, if someone, and this is largely putting the blame on the church, if someone would have listened to Adrian and I's questions, DRCK wouldn't have existed. This is all on you. <laughs> this you, is you your fault. This. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm on yeah. stage pulling rabbits out of a hat and falling over my smoke machine because of you. <laughs> We're um, the main stage because of you. <laughs> I'm having a panic attack because of you. It's, it, but it's, it's just being who you wanted to have had when you first started, right? Because I don't think all of us, at least for me, I didn't jump out of the boat and fully embrace just drowning in deconstruction. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip my toe. What if, like, the Bible isn't true? Okay, I'm back. Like, and, 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 and like, just being that, yeah, that's fine. You can, let's talk about it. Or you don't want to, that's completely fine too. Right. But I think I got so turned off by the progression, progressive Christians. Like, this is the worst. I do not want any of this. Put this back. No, I'm sorry. Right. I think too, like, I think that one thing that we, again, we didn't try, we didn't think about the ramifications of this, but I can't help but think that it has a, plays a factor. All throughout our show, if you listen, if you follow the Instagram only, I almost don't really care what you think about us or don't think about us because you don't really know us well enough. So we're, if, if all we are to you is just a meme page, I'm fine with That's that fine. kind of distance from you. But if, if you get close enough to listen to the podcast and then get even closer to kind of join the Discord or the Patreon, what we have done from the get was anytime we would talk shit about anything any system belief any particular perspective theologically or any particular pastor we would always go this is probably what we would have said this mm -hmm. is pro i have said this or i have been a part of this purity culture harm i have made people feel like shit i have done i have done different damage in different ways right and so i like to think that people who have listened to us for over the, the past year and a half have also taken with that a sense of I could have just I could have been right there or I was right there and given themselves a little bit of a, of a of a some slack for having gone through it and been like we were just doing the best we could yeah and when you hear someone else who is just curious just trying to understand like I go to church I work at a church and I love my church but I'm just like really confused about this particular thing if you can put yourself there then you have so much more yeah. with there's so much more space in your person to embrace that and, and be there for that person you know yeah yeah, I mean, yeah so, so, some of the emails passion, right yeah some so, of the emails we get are just like hey my husband and i are thinking about this but we can't talk to our pastor about it at all and he, and i'd be like yeah i had that conversation with people in my church i know exactly what they're going to say um and, and yeah it, i think i'm just repeating what joe lumen reminded us of like you have permission and you can't control what other people think about you. Um, you can't control their reaction. I mean, if you're being a jerk, of course. But if, you, if you're just being yourself and they don't accept it, then that, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and and Adrian's brought this up whenever we said our story a thousand times. So I think him and I are just sharing different parts of our story by this, at this point. But that, that little thing at the end of the, of the episode that it's all going to be okay was something we didn't plan, much like everything else we've done. Um, we didn't plan it. It was just, let's just say it's all going to be okay at the end. And that's, it became something we, we say at the end of every episode. And we've gotten specific DMs about how that's helped people that it's all going to be okay. And if it's not going to be okay, that's still okay too. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that is just another place. It's just like, man, like life is crazy. Last year was a perfect example of that. America in the November of 2020 was the most volatile time I can ever remember being alive 
we've all lived through some pretty crazy shit this past year and before that, and that's okay. And, mm -hmm. and, and we're here to talk about it if you want to. If not, you don't have to. You can take or leave it, um, and that's the beauty of life. And then telling someone that, telling someone that when they're in the church, they're like, oh, okay, then I'll see where it goes. Or thanks, that, that sounds dumb. I don't need that at all. Okay, fine. Sure. And, and to that point, it's easier for me to when people DM us on Twitter or Instagram just to respond with a video message because I'm like, I don't have to talk and I could just whatever. But I think that also does a really good job of keeping people away. Like, I don't want to interact with this dumb face. So <laughs> I just like, I'm going to send you a video message. You don't have to send one back if you don't want, but it's just easier for me. Some people don't respond. I'm like, I guess it wouldn't have worked out in real life anyway. Nice meeting you. <laughs> like, I appreciate your voice. More video messages. Oh, this is like uh, blowing my mind of my potential uh, whittling down of DMs. <laughs> I will yeah, say too that DMs Josh actually, is so. I, I will say too that Josh is so much better than I am at actually interfacing and interacting with people that reach out to us. I like want to. I don't know if I like don't feel quite. I feel like awkward like talking to people who I don't. Well, you know, Josh literally can make a friend with any person. Any person says anything, and Josh can like find a way to connect with them on their level, which is right. a gift in and of itself. And your capacity to just literally just have any conversation with anyone all the time. I, I don't know. I'm just not as good at it. Uh, I, maybe this is I why they're staying it. at his house and not yours, right? That's exactly that's, why. But, but that's the thing is that we're getting free shit mailed to us because of me. I told Adrian, oh, yeah. like, hey, dude, <laughs> hey uh, we're getting some wine in the next week. Uh, I'll send you a bottle over when it comes in. Are, like, is there like a 70-30 split or something that you've arranged here? Because I feel, Josh, you could be, you know, Nah, man, yeah, we're we're we, uh, <laughs> we're we're straight King Solomon here. Cut the baby in half. Cut the ba nice. Hashtag nice. cut the baby in half is how we Please deal with that. Please don't cut a bottle of wine in half. Um. <laughs> like you have to drink it really quick. I'll we both stand underneath it. And it's chopping <laughs> in half. <laughs> but, yeah, well, a person swings a sword, and we're both underneath the sword. Like this is very. This is, this a is scary so dangerous, moment. but we are committed to cutting things in half. We will do this. It's that, a matter of a, principle. That's the second yeah. act of our stage show. Oh, yes, now that is going to draw the crowd. It's a one-time only event because we're both going to be dead. It's just Phil drives yeah. it with a broadsword. <laughs> he'll bring out different items that we have to try and catch it with our face. Yeah, And it's oh, just, a, and now there's a second offering for their healthcare. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh, guys, this has been fantastic. I really enjoyed chatting. Thanks it's it's so always such a joy to chat to you guys. What you're doing is so beautiful, so important. Um and and it does. It 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 normalizes this process which doesn't feel normal when you're in the midst mm -hmm. of it. And for people to say, "Look, this is okay. This is normal. You're not doing something insane." It might feel a bit insane, but this is normal. You I've been there, other people have been there, other people will be there. And other people have got okay. They've, they've, they've kind of navigated mm -hmm. through it. And you're going to be okay. You are going to be okay. Um, that, gosh, is such a huge message. I mean, just that, beyond all the other scope of what you're doing, you're building community, you're bringing on amazing guests and having incredible conversations. But more than anything, I think what you're doing is you're normalizing this process for people. And that is a really, really beautiful thing. Um, I just, I really appreciate what you do. I love the stuff you're putting online. I love when I get the chance to listen to some of the podcasts. At some point, I'm going to like just take a month off and catch up on all the podcasts that we'll listen to. But Don't do it. Um, Don't do it. You'll hate it. Good luck. Yeah, it's going to be oh, there you go. And then, and then I'll just send the tweet and be like, I just heard the episode 14. Fuck you guys. I'm deleting all my podcasts with you guys. I'm canceling you. No. Yes. Um, 
No, I, I love it. I really do appreciate what you're doing. It's it's so important. It really is. And so, Thanks so much. Yeah. So, I mean, for people that live under a rock, because there's zero chance that anyone follows me on any capacity and doesn't know who you guys are. Um, but maybe for like the 0.01% of them. <laughs> Instagram, Dirty Rotten Church Kids. We'll put yep. the links in the show notes and stuff. Podcast, Dirty Rotten Church Kids. Patreon. DR- Patreon.com slash Dirty Rotten Church Kids whole thing again okay i'll put the links in those anything else you want links to uh twitter at dirty rotten ck um you can email us dirty rotten ck at gmail.com we're on tiktok at dirty rotten church kids uh we have a teespring account if you want to pick up some swag um the merch helps uh it helps you know helps us y'all look fly and uh helps us buy more coffee so that's great nice and that's it you guys that's on it it. that's like that's a lot of church planters dude you you have to (laughs) yeah this is this is easy mode it's, uh, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, this is the on, easy. On top part. of this, like I'd have to be uh, stacking and unstacking a trailer every mo- every Sunday, finding out how to get it to the church, making sure it doesn't roll away during the week with all our equipment, uh, replacing any equipment that got destroyed by the Florida sun while it was in the trailer. I have a whole list of things, man. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah we've been programmed with, uh, tracks that fold out into a cross, saying, "Please join our Patreon." <laughs> oh my gosh! Hi, Dude. have you heard of Discord? I'd like to yeah, introduce you, you to Discord. <laughs> Dude, have Adrian, you heard the good news about Dirty Rotten Church Kids? Yes, we should have. Oh, my God. That's such that's a missed opportunity. Idea. We should have Missed gone her. and handed out tracks for our podcast at churches. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh that would have been so good. Oh, God. Oh. Missed opportunity. Next year. That's basically so what I did the last it. couple of years of what I was doing. I was traveling around churches, speaking in hundreds of churches a year. And basically what I was doing was just trying to find a few people that were kind of on the cusp of leaving. Come join they me. Came, they came with me. Um, but uh yeah it's probably really bad actually i wasn't i wasn't intentionally doing it but that's why that's what happened wasn't so. intentionally doing it, was it intentional mm. i don't have a massive whiteboard over there like with a total like breakdown of the next 20 Church's years names just he, like, crossed pulls off. down yeah. like like a, like a yeah. drawstring and like a whole like thing flaps down behind him that's like phil drysdale our lord and savior i anyway. move you guys over to the main stage i've got it all kind of anyway yes guys this is wonderful really wonderful Thanks i really so appreciate it i love you guys so much um so. And yeah Appreciate Thanks so much, doing. dude. Keep it up. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, dude. All right. Peace. Bye, sir. See ya. Bye. Okay. So that was the Dirty Rotten Church. It's Adrian Gibbs, Josh Link. Always a pleasure to have them on. Really enjoy connecting with them every chance I get. Um, do check out their podcast, Dirty Rotten Church Kids. Um, they're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at the links they gave. I'll put some links in the show notes for you as well. Um, you can email them at the address they gave. Um, check out their Patreon, like like we talked about. Their their online platform is just fantastic. Their their Discord channel um, is wild. You know, it's it's absolutely fantastic. There's so much fun there. There's so much um, uh, real connection over a whole host of different topics. It's it's just absolutely fantastic and well worth checking out for for you know give as much as you can obviously but for the little four bucks that uh, that is the entry cost if you can afford that it's well worth it um and you can do that over at patreon as well um a link to that is in the show notes so so don't miss that um you can support them by getting merchandise from their teespring um and yeah and shoot them messages let them know that you love this tag them post a story um you know if you listening to the podcast or whatever you you do to um uh you know give shout outs to to people and and let them know that you appreciate it i'm sure they would appreciate um all your love and and uh appreciation so 
please, by all means, do do that. We'll, we'll be sure to have them back on the show at some point in the future. They're, they're going to be regular guests. I'll, I'll just keep bugging them every uh, few months and we'll have them back on. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, wonderful people. Amazing, amazing people. I'm, I'm so uh, honored to get to speak to them and pick their brains and just hear their hearts and, and how they go about things. Um, it's, it's just really very beautiful. And, and I've learned a lot in this conversation. Um, and so, yeah, I'm very, very, very thankful for it. All right, as I said earlier, the Deconstruction Network, make sure you check that out if you haven't already. It's a great way to connect with other people that are deconstructing locally. And if you want to join our uh, personal community on Discord and you want to support what I'm doing by creating all these resources for free, you can do that at patreon.com slash phildrysdale or phildrysdale.com slash partner. They're both the same thing. Uh, Patreon works for a lot of people because they're already using it. Um, the Phil Drysdale link, um, that works a little bit better for me because I think Patreon take 8% and that one takes 5%. So, you know, um, it's probably not much of, of your five bucks um, a month, but um, it all adds up. And so if, if you prefer to use that, that's absolutely fine as well. All right, that's enough for me, guys. Next week, um, we have uh, on Monday, our first episode is going to be back into our Understanding Deconstruction series. Um, the next episode is going to be all about how to talk to loved ones about our deconstruction. If you've been following our Understanding Deconstruction course, you, you'll know that um, you know there's so much to deconstruction, but so much of it leads to this. So much of it is leading to the practical rubber hits the road. How do I have these kind of conversations? How, what are some of the tips and tools I can take away and apply in my life that will make my life a bit easier? Um, and next week's episode is going to be a real practical, um, full episode of, of tips and, and little tidbits that you can apply as you go to your family members, go to loved ones, speak to people in your church, um, and, and let them know what's going on in your life and set healthy boundaries, um, create healthy expectations in yourself, um, all sorts of different things. And so I'd encourage you to keep an eye out for that. If you're more of a video person, they're already out there on YouTube and Instagram TV, so you can check those out as well. Um, but yeah, I'll hopefully see you next Monday. And then on Thursday, we'll have another amazing guest. Um, not entirely sure who it will be, but I think it's going to be uh, Laura Anderson, who um, is a, a great, great, amazing friend. Uh, she is from the Religious Trauma Institute. You'll know about the Religious Trauma Institute if you're a friend of the podcast because we've had Brian Peck on a couple of times, who is also a co-founder of the Religious Trauma Institute. Um, and so I'm really excited to talk to Laura, dive into trauma and all sorts of different stuff. We go really deep in that. Um, and so that'll be really fun. And we've got a very exciting announcement about a new initiative that Laura's putting together with some other people. And, and that's very exciting. So uh, keep an eye out for that as well. And that, that should be the episode Thursday. It might get pushed back a week, depending on some bits and pieces um, on her end. But if it's not that, it will be another amazing episode with another amazing guest. And so I look forward to seeing you then. Have a good one, y'all. And if you ever need to talk, seriously, shoot me a message on Instagram. I'd love to chat, connect. Um, I love hearing your stories. I love hearing um, you know, how you're getting on. I love helping in any way I can. And so please don't ever um, doubt what I, that I mean what I say when I say, please, by all means, reach out anytime. All right, love you all. Peace.